This is the Austin ISD X podcast, X as in X official or unofficial. While we focus on the issues in the Austin Independent School District, the conversations we have about education are important to everyone. This is a special election edition. We are talking to each of the candidates for trustees. Joining us this morning is Leticia Moreno Caballero, who is running for District 8, the at-large seat. Uh, good morning, Leticia. Please introduce yourself. Good morning. Thank you for having me. My name is Leticia Moreno Caballero. I am a um, Austinite, born and raised. I um, have three children. I have a recent graduate from Austin ISD um, who was supposed to go off to college, but you know, COVID happened, and so he's just hanging out here a little bit longer. Um, and you know, I've I volunteered at the campus level. I've volunteered at the district level. But uh, you know, a little bit of my background is. Um, you know, I went to Odom Elementary and um, on my first day of kindergarten, I came home and my mom tells me that the teacher has, kindergarten teacher has changed my name to Tish because she couldn't pronounce Leticia. So <laughs> there are lots of, <laughs> lots of my, my beginning and then, then now, you know, my experience with AISD is, is long and full of, of interesting stories, but I'm most proud of, you know, my work with the um, Austin Ed Fund, which is the foundation that helps fundraise for teacher grants and programs and classroom projects that our teachers are needing and wanting. And of course, our, we, just, we have a crisis fund that helps support families with meal delivery and um, hotspot and technology that was, we desperately need, especially right now. So that's a little bit of background about myself. I live in Southwest Austin with my husband and three kids and my rescue dog, Joey. Okay. Well, Leticia, I'm asking everyone pretty much the same question because I'm so, you know, like everybody in, in Austin, we're so focused on what's going on in our neighborhood, what's going on in our kids' school that, you know, we don't always think about the district at large. And so I just wanted to ask you, if you had to give a state of address for the district, what would you say would be those challenges that are currently facing us, the ones that have historically faced us, and then some possible solutions, like as a trustee, you only have so much power. There's not, you know, you can't, you don't run departments. You don't directly sit with employees every day in administration, but you do have some sway on what goes on, you know, as it, I guess, pertains to the governance of the district. So just real quick, what would be the state of the district as a whole? What specifically do you see are the challenges and then followed by some solutions? All right. Well, state of the district is, you know, everybody's talking about right now is COVID, COVID, COVID. How do we educate our students right now in the situation that we're in? Um, you know, we, we know that we've gone seven months of non-learning from the day that, that things shut down on March 12th to, you know, next Tuesday when, when everybody will be on remote learning. Um, you know, there's a lot of students that nothing has happened in that time. You know, nobody's, you know, as far as enriching education opportunities and things like that. I feel like we've got charter um, schools that are actively recruiting our students. They are setting up ways to have in-person instruction. Um, and so, you know, my, my concern is, you know, we've got, we as Austin ISD, we, I know we've got great teachers. I know we've got great curriculum. We just have to do it well and remind our students and families that, you know, we can, we can do this. We can educate our students um, and make sure that we've got 
you know, what the tools that we need so that they are educated well. Um, I think that we've had years of declining enrollment at AISD. And so how do we recruit families back to AISD, to our public schools? Our um, budget is determined by our enrollment, and that's something that's a function of the state legislature. And so when the legislature comes back to town in 2021, they are gonna be facing a budget gap. And so what does our enrollment look like and what does that budget gap mean for Austin ISD's enrollment? So that's a huge challenge. So those, two, those are two huge things, the how we educate our students right now in this COVID environment, and then what is our budget situation gonna look like when our, with our enrollment you know, in 2021? Challenges, um, well, then your question was about what can we do as a, as a super, excuse me, as a board. The, the single most thing that we can do is hold the superintendent accountable for um, her performance, her teams, what she's focused on. Um, that's, that's the single most important thing or, or tool that the board has to impact change and affect change. Okay, I'm going to come back and, and do a little bit of uh, drill down. You mentioned budget concerns, and I guess I, I really think a lot, as I tell my children, a lot of the budget issues we have are self-inflicted. Um, things like we're paying two superintendents right now. Um, we keep hiring out. I remember a couple of years ago when we hired um, a, a, a company to tell us how to bring more kids in, right, to boost enrollment. We spent X amount of dollars on that, and that was a failure. Uh, we are, you know, right now people are requesting the, the media wanted this information about the superintendent search. And instead of releasing that information or, you know, just giving the information to the statesman and then, of course, you know, blocking out that information they didn't want out. They've just refused to give any of it. And now we're going to spend funds litigating that. So I just really think that some of our, you know, we have this 27 bond and we said we promised money to schools and then we said oh no we're going to not uh, give the money to those schools because now we're going to close them down so as a trustee I mean where is the point that we say our budget problems are because we are not managing our money well and the 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 CFO that just left um you know she she did more than just finances she did a little bit of policy but this new uh, I think the name has changed to chief business officer maybe this new person coming in, how do we say, honestly, there's, what's the oversight, I guess is my question. What's the oversight to say, this is the money, how can it be spent well on the children of Austin ISD and not on um, this outer stuff, this like legal fees and paying these different groups and paying these different contractors. I know we have to have that, but I feel like a lot of money is, is being spent elsewhere than specifically on the children of Austin ISD. No, you make a, you make some great points. And I'm hopeful that this new, you know, um, business office or CFO or whatever the new structure is now in place can really take a hard look at some of those things that you just mentioned. And with fresh eyes, with a different lens, kind of look at where different monies are being spent. But to get to the, to, you know, the real, as far as budget, issues in our allotments and payments and funding that comes from the state, we've got to start putting unique programming back in our schools. We've got to go after the students that left, find out why they left. 
and not just a, a survey that's filled out online via email, but really have, you know, authentic communications with families that are part of the Austin community that have chosen to leave. Um, what are we doing? What are, how are we not serving those students? What are they needing? What are they lacking? Is somebody other, is, is a private school doing it better? And how is that? And what is that? And how can we um, start doing that? I mean, there's a lot of students that, you know, different populations of students that, that can be served in different, you know, I hear it all the time, that it's just not working out in their public, but their local school, and they're just going to leave. So, um, no, you've got some great points about the new um, new leadership, and I'm hoping they can take a hard look at some of those things, the challenges that you just mentioned. Thank you. I, I really appreciate what you said about the new leadership and the new eyes. Um, so then, so then, just so I can clear some stuff up, um, last year enrollment increased. So declining enrollment is uh, uh, in the same, from my opinion, in the same way as our budget problems, a self-made problem. When you're in one of the fastest growing cities in the country, when there is a growing K through 12 population, and then, then that, that just means that one way to hold the superintendent accountable is that enrollment should be going up. And so fresh eyes is something I wanna talk about because, um, there is a question that I'm, that's not today's question. We could have a whole separate episode on this question. If um, the at-large seat should even exist and redistricting is happening, the census is happening. So that's why this question exists because that at-large seat being citywide and, and being the fact that we exist in a white supremacist system where power and privilege um, has outsides uh, influence at the ballot box and then the elections that we claim to be democratic really, you know, favor the status quo, favor a, a lack of change. And so now we're in this mm -hmm. moment of change. Okay. And, and I really appreciate your work with, um, the fund, the, the, yep. the fund, that foundation. Can you, can you sure, remind me the, the name formally one more time? Austin Ed Fund. I didn't want to get that name wrong. So, um, the Austin Ed Fund, in my in my opinion, does great work, right? You're raising money, um, and it addresses um, a symptom, but not a cause, right? It, it's like there's there's inequitable funding. There's there's communities and schools that have less, and and your work with that foundation um, tries to address that problem from a symptomatic approach. Now mm -hmm. you're going to be trustee, right? Uh, now and and you're and you're trying to do it from the southwest where the most inequities and the most imbalance happens in marginalized communities on the other side of town. So if we want fresh eyes and if we want to disrupt the status quo and essentially eliminate the need for, for that foundation because the school is equitably distributing resources, how are you going to be the person to bring about well, that Well, I have the experience of being in the schools, so I while I do live in Southwest Austin, I have been in so many schools and on their campuses, whether it was growing up and, you know, being in the schools and, or it's through my work with the Fab Pack where we had our meetings at all the different schools impacted. Rosedale is a school that's for students with high medical needs. So being over there and seeing those students and seeing what they need. So I've been, I've been in a lot of schools and then with, um, the Austin Ed Fund, you know, same kind of thing that I've been 
on those campuses and have talked to those teachers, um, talked to those families and seeing what's happening, you know, at that campus, in those communities, in those neighborhoods. Um, and as far as the governance piece, um, I do think there's value in having an at-large, you know, seat. Um, the district, as you know, has two. I think that if they weren't, you didn't have at-large seats, you don't have somebody really looking at the whole um, district rather than everyone is at their like slice of the pie, right? Everyone's looking at their own district. And sometimes that can cause, you know, people not looking at the whole, the whole district and what the needs are of the entire district. Instead, you know, you've got some competing needs of competing districts and competing schools. So I do think that there's value for sure in having the at-large seat. So I, I can agree that, that there's that value that's inherent in that system. Um, I'm, I, I, disagree, I, think, uh, uh, I, I think some disagreements or some, if I was gonna try to argue the other side, it would be two things. One, any district from any single district can have a whole district focus, right? So just because we elect someone in a single district doesn't mean that person we elect isn't the, 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 the quality of being whole district focused mm -hmm. isn't part of what we vote on, right? So a, a, a trustee from oh, a single course. district yes. can have a whole system focus. But then, but then about that system, the system um, that we have with the at-large, um, there's an outsized, there's, a, there's an oversized influence from communities of power and privilege and that and like and like all politics is local and 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 location matters race matters and so the geography is that if you're from southwest austin how do you represent northeast schools east side schools north lamar north runberg schools right uh how mm -hmm. all these uh, montopolis right that south that pleasant valley like east Austin, southeast austin um, um, you know there's so many communities i can name but my point is this like if you are if you are the trustee you can render that the, the the foundation unnecessary because you as a trustee can distribute these resources the way you set policy so how are you going to disrupt the status quo and and what policies are you going to enact in order to redistribute or just sorry what policies are you going to enact to distribute resources equity. Well, I mean, we can hold, like I said earlier, we can hold the superintendent accountable. That's the number one thing that the district can do, the trustees can do. Um, how am I going to hold, I mean, how am I going to distribute funds equitably? I mean, I think I've mentioned that we've, you know, I've been in these communities, I've talked to these people to understand what's happening in those areas of town. Um, and that's, that's how you Kind of build relationship and understand that the world is is bigger than kind of the my, the neighborhood that I live in. Of course, you know Austin's got all these different unique pieces to it, and it's changed so much. When I you know when I was growing up, William Cannon was like the so far north, I mean south part of town, right? <laughs> it was like, and who lived way out there? Um, and we did. We lived way out here in uh, William Cannon. And, you know, when then center East Austin was very, lots of Latino families, neighborhoods lived there. Um, strong, strong knit, close families that um, lived in those neighborhoods. And now those families are now in the 
southeast corner of the county because of all of the kind of change that's happened with Austin. So it's understanding kind of the historical perspective of what it was like, you know, a while ago and what's happened with Austin and the evolving change and why this was done and why that was done. And certainly I've got plenty to learn. I certainly don't know, I don't have all the answers, but um, what can I do? I can listen to the different communities and what they're experiencing um, and, you know, look at the data, disaggregate the data and kind of come in with an informed perspective. I, thank you. I think that's a great answer. I think, um, okay. Uh, I just kind of thought, I'm just going to do, I think I'm going to do this last uh, question and then, then that's a wrap. I think you've, you've done an amazing job this morning. I'm really, I'm really glad oh, to have you. learned more from you. Um, you talked about uh, one way that, one way that you, uh, as a trustee, like you can hold the superintendent accountable. So what metrics, what are you going to do? How, how do you do that? If you were a trustee, how would you hold the superintendent accountable? I mean, I think it comes down to communication and prioritization. If you've got a list, what's a priority? What's important? If I go into the superintendent and I have, you know, 20 things that are priority, you know, she's going to say, well, I don't know. I haven't, talk, I haven't met her. <laughs> so I just imagine she would say, like, um, let's put some focus. What's, you know, what that so it's holding a person accountable is making sure that, you know, you've got a list of what's important and you I communicate that with her and kind of listen to what the plan is on that. And is it ex, can you execute it? And how what does that look like? I mean, it's, you know, the, they've got metrics and all of these different things that to, to do that. And it's just being a part of that process. Thank you for listening. Down ballot races are important to our community, our school district, and our children. We invite you to listen to all the candidate conversations at our website, anchor.fm slash AISDXP. There you will find our supported platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Coming soon, our hot take and reflection on the Austin ISD school board trustee races and the major issues. Let us know what you think comment across all social media platforms. And as always, to bring others into the conversation, please remember to like, follow, and share.